You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, episode 27. Hey, I'm John, and tonight I'm joined by John. Hi, John. How are you doing? All right, there's a big pause there. Mm. This is just starting. Yeah, maybe the SFA are interfering with our podcast. These things take time, you know. I will. It's yeah. all going to pop, yeah, but that's a discussion for another day. Oh, I will be a discussion for later on in the podcast, aye. Mm-hmm. It seems to be we're just constantly talking about Scotland and not in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, and aye, there's more negativity to start the podcast because charity bets, we've no had a, a great start to 2018. We went with Gavin Rylance and Mirren, looked a good bet. But unfortunately, didn't score first, so no joy there. We did go for St. Mirren in the treble as well. They were good odds. Difficult game. It was alright. They won. Went with Hearts, who'd been in good form apart from obviously the game against Celtic midweek. They won. Maybe shouldn't have won when you come and recovered the game. And they went for the D against Ross County, who had not won far since like time began. But yeah, 4 1 to Ross County. So. You could have predicted that. I don't care whether I predicted that scoreline. No. I don't even predict a win. That's what I was counting on. I think a few things happened um, in between us making the bet. Well, Ross County get um, beat quite convincingly with us. I know 4 2 sounds like a closer game, but we were 4 up with 15 minutes to play when we just stopped playing. Um, yeah. By all accounts, 4 2 flattered them. But I think a lot happened to Dundee um, in the fact that. They lost Scott Allen, they lost Scott Bain, um, and they lost uh, Jack Henry. And then they culminated with a, a shocking showing on, on Saturday. Well, um, from what I've seen of the game, it twi- tight in the first half, but Ross County turned up something that's not been there for the last three months since the last one of the game. Something that's not really been there since Solon Coyles went in. And it, they were brilliant, and um, Alex Schalk was in very good form. Yeah, I mean, even though obviously they lost against Rodman Week, uh, Aberdeen. Shark obviously did score two right goals, so maybe that at least gave Coyle something to go well. There is something there, um, even though, as you say, yeah, we are more comfortable headed and they scored. So obviously worked hard in the training ground, changed that wee bit. He's put Shark in the starting lineup. I think they are a better team with Shark, certainly. Keeler mm-hmm. um, Dunn looked like he was kind of back to decent form. Ed Gog looked quite lively. Yeah. Uh, seemed to go after front three, which worked out quite well. Midfield as well, they get the boy, I think it's Kate, he's called. Um, so he's added a wee bit in there as well. And as you say, yeah, Dundee lost. Probably the main loss was Hendry because Scott Allen's been kind of in and out of the team mm-hmm. uh, quite often starting the bench. Obviously, Bain's been no there for a while anyway, or been involved with the first team. So, aye. Disappointed from Dundee's point of view, I think McCann disappointed. Um, he mentioned the fact that obviously Ross County being on such a bad run and Dundee not taking advantage. Dundee themselves are kind of inconsistent um, quite often you don't know what you're going to get from them yeah that's um, yeah, that's a bit worrying for Dundee because that's one of the they could have moved themselves a wee bit clearer um, but they're one of is it five teams that are separated by just uh, six points when you're looking at, I know Ross County are three behind the nearest place Hamilton but I think it's six points between the bottom five something. yeah, yeah. Um, and you would think St Johnston much as one of them You'd still think they've probably got enough to, to be alright. Um, however, you never know, because teams have been dragged down before from these types of positions. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be... I mean, might as well they've um, touched on St Johnson. Um, they did show signs at the weekend that uh, there's room for improvement in there, because you know they played very well. They did almost they did everything but score in that first half. Um, but a combination of McLaughlin and Kane was very unlucky hitting the bar as well. Another yeah. day, they might have got lucky. Um but um, Hart's got the goal and very harsh second booking for Wotherspoon, I must say. Although he does give it every yeah, referee think... an option by having his foot up in the first place, but he doesn't touch him. Um, I mean, Hart's themselves been on a terrific run, as I say, apart from the Celtic game um, in midweek. They've added a wee bit extra in midfield as well. I think there's been a, a few complaints that they've not really got as much steel in midfield as what they've had before. Uh, and they signed the boys Adile, mm-hmm. uh, who was involved in the incident with Wotherspoon. And yeah, if you're looking at it as well, at the end of the match, um, Tommy Light 
who was critical of Andrew Dallas. We have been probably quite often in the podcast. Yeah. Even going back to what uh, I used to say about how he, in the junior games he was he was shocking as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we all know he's got the job anyway. Bad decision. Um, and Tommy Knight was saying it's not the first time he's been critical of Dallas as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, he makes what they call him look respectable. I mean, that just um, says it all for about Andrew Dallas. Um, yeah, it was a it was a shocking decision, as we're saying. He is winning probably the worst of the league just now. Um, I would say because most he's the one that most fans seem to talk about more. I think Colum's just a parody figure these days, but he's actually improved a bit as a referee. I hate to say it, but I think he's actually made some better decisions lately, including right. Saturday. Uh, well, I know you're starting to accept that, but <laughs> I'm not saying that he's improved to the being the best referee in Scotland, absolutely. Be Very hard starting off from the point that he was at, um, to be fair. Um, positives are well for Hearts, Malinkovic getting on the score sheet again, and that's about three in the last four. Yeah. He's got another clean sheet. Uh, they mentioned in the sports team that's 12 clean sheets in the Glock and 23 games, which is a superb record. Um, and. Aside from that, I hearts and all because I think they did much, but they won. And that just comes to the fact that they are in such a generally happy in such a good run. They don't have to grind down results now. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference for three months ago. I mean, they were the, they were getting themselves into winning position, uh, positions and, you know, fall, fall them, you know, losing silly goals and end up drawing games that they should have won or losing games that they should have won. Whereas now, they're maybe riding their luck a wee bit in some games, but they're getting the results. And you know, you'd rather be lucky and win than unlucky and um, dropping points. So, you know, they're certainly yeah. heading in the right direction. A lot of confidence. Um, I know there's a few people that's, that have been saying that Christoph Berra should be a contender for Player of the Year, and it's difficult to argue with that. And he's probably been the best performing defender in Scotland this season by a country mile. When you look, when you compare him to some of the other contenders. Yeah, I know he's been really good. Um, they actually went to a back four as well at the weekend. They've been playing with a back three, but this weekend they went with a back four. So whether maybe they're maybe a bit better with a back three, I don't know. And they've recruited well as well this month. They've got a few players in. Obviously, we've mentioned the boy Mitchell before, Naismith, um, Amankawa as well, Adele. So they've signed a few players. They seem to have integrated into the team quite well so far. The young boy Cochran's obviously out just now, but Cochran's obviously had a terrific season so far there's other young players there as well it's just a team that pff, such a contrast to what it was early in the season um, when they just looked like a mess of a club yeah definitely um, but yeah there's, I mean Levine's um, got criticism early in the season but he's um, shutting a few of them up now but um, another key player for them has been that uh, McLaughlin the goalkeeper he's been a, a steady bear hands there was talk at the weekend it was he was definitely going to end the season, but he came out not long after the game and said, actually, we might still be talking about a new deal because he's enjoying it up here, so who knows what will happen with that. Yeah, I think as well, I've seen the talker that he qualifies to play for Scotland. Yeah. Somewhere, but, you know, we're pretty well covered for goalkeepers. I don't know, because, um, I mean, Gordon's in his mid-30s and is now injured. Um, I don't know if Marshall's getting games just now. McGregor's um, knees are made of chocolate these days, and... After that, there's not really a lot of um, standout goalkeepers coming through. I mean, Jordan Archer at Millwall's doing okay, but other than that, I don't really see many that are coming through. Or maybe I'm being... I don't know, maybe. I suppose I the likes of the ones that before that we kind of spoke about Bain, obviously not playing, whether he'll maybe get involved, get a chance at Celtic, who knows. Aye, maybe, aye, maybe there is. A chance for McLaughlin if he qualifies. Because Scott Fox was talked about um, at one point about being a squad member and well, against Rangers and then more recently against ourselves, he's just his form's nosedived, he's not as reliable. Maybe a reason why no disrespect that he's playing with Ross County, not up at a bigger team. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of goalkeepers, we may as well move on to our team, Aberdeen, mm-hmm. because Joe Lewis obviously got injured, they gave it Ibert's. Danny Rogers finally got his long awaited chance. Uh, we debated this last week, I think, about would been coming out whether he would end up being first choice. Prop towards the end of last week, I think it probably became quite obvious he was going to be the first choice when McInnes was talking about him. And you would think as part of the deal, probably being given assurances he will, he will play because I think there was other clubs after him. Yeah. Um, Rodgers hadn't done very much wrong, I don't think. And then, yeah, would have been coming at the weekend, yeah. number one. 
Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Unfortunately for Danny Rogers, um, I just don't think McKinnis sees him as more than a number two just now. Um, but that'll probably. I mean, Danny Rogers had two years of first team football at Falkirk, and he must have thought that he was going to be in with a, a better chance as Lewis is understudy. But then, first of all, Lewis got um, a new contract, but he still bided his time. He thought his opportunity would come, but um, when we were like we would, when I said to you straight away that Woodman would be straight into number one. Because that was the deal when he went to Kilmarnock. I mean, he took over from a, a very decent goalkeeper, Jamie McDonald, as he's proven this season. Um, but um, that was always going to be the He's won a World Cup with uh, England under-20s. So, I mean, he's not going to come up to Scottish football to, to sit in the bit. Didn't have much to do in his debut. Made one save, which was a bit rude. Didn't have much. Aye, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it probably is harsh on Danny Rogers. However, get a keeper of that quality, it's hard to pass up. Well, there's no room in football for sentiment as well. You no. know, Derek McInnes isn't paid to look at the interests of Danny Rogers, unfortunately. If you think Danny Rogers is going to be a good enough number one, he would have put him straight in and yeah. looked at another type of goalkeeper. But he, he's got to think about Aberdeen's chance to Scottish Cup, chance of finishing second. Who's going to give him a better chance of doing that? Um, and obviously, Fred, he's deciding on Freddie Woodman, which I've not got any arguments with, to be honest. No. Um... At the other end of the pitch, we mentioned it, touched on it a bit last week, the difference now against making, uh, massive crosses out of the box, quality uh, crosses out of the box, player that looks full of confidence, uh, it's been touched on a fair bit about how he's refreshed, uh, he's had a, a good break, that's helping, scored a lovely goal again, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he said he's um his best break since uh, he signed for Aberdeen almost because you know for three years he didn't have a proper break at all because either we were involved in Europe or he was away with Northern Ireland or both. So, but he's he certainly been his goal was very well taken, sandwiched in between a a contending double, um, almost a instinct instinct to finish the first one and a nice header for the second one. Yeah, um, can't complain too much. A routine victory gets decided. I must be honest, I've had. The heart taking out their team almost because, you know, they lost Darren McKinnon with injury. Um, David Templeton was suspended. Um, Doherty's left them. Um, so, yeah, it was a good victory for us. Aye, Emery was missing as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I watched. That's it's, it's difficult for the likes of Hamilton to lose those types of players. They've not got the data squad that we we'll want to Celtic later, but obviously they've got a few injuries, but Celtic got a bigger squad. Um, you take out your best players at any club, I think. Yeah. Also, um, but especially if you're a team who's been lacking a team near the bottom. They didn't offer very much at all, but they obviously the usual game plan coming to try and kind of sit in and then soak up pressure, maybe try and get a goal in the break or something. Didn't really work out for them. Um, Aberdeen seems to get Ivers 10 goals in three games. Again, I think no little coincidence to the fact McGinn's back. Mm-hmm. Rooney obviously can up to a different player because he's getting decent balls in as well. The only thing I would say is we're obviously changing a fair bit at centre back, whether it's Arnison or a corner. Um, the plays there, but it's worked all right the last few games. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons we signed Devlin. To be honest, I mean I know Devlin's out until March, but he's been signed in view of next season as potentially McKenna's partner. Um, whereas Arnison's only is out of contract and not going to be thirty six next year, and a corner has never really been convincing. And there's still doubts as to whether he'll sign the deal. So I think going forward, um, you might see the two dropping out and Devlin being the main one that comes in. Yeah, I just need. Yeah. Well, he's, he's you see a lot now about Mosey. He's a lot more about him now because he's an Aberdeen player, but he's certainly highly rated in football circles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you mentioned, we've mentioned before about young Scottish centre backs, maybe Rangers not being the talent this season. There's a few now. Scott Kenner, mm-hmm. obviously. McCrory, um, the Rangers, even though obviously before he got injured, he was playing midfield. You've got Devlin and then another boy will come in to Portis at Hibs. Yeah. There's Jack Kendry as well. Um, Jack Kendry, uh, Harry Suter. Uh, he's on one at Dundee, you've got Suter at Hearts. So, you mean Harry Suter's at Ross County? Aye, where did I say initially? <laughs> you said Dundee. Dundee, aye. Uh, yeah, Ross County, I was, I meant. There's also Liam Lindsay. I know he's not playing Scottish Premiership yep. just now, but he's, uh, um, you know, he's he was touted for a six million move to Brighton. Didn't happen, but shows how highly rated he's become. So Might work well for the national team going forward. Yeah, but we need to get Marish off uh, first. Oh, right. Yeah. Not just him. 
probably get a chief executive, and then <coughs> employer manager, and uh, Rambo's picture again will come on to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, positive for Aberdeen, and the, the big thing we talked about it um, a wee bit at the weekend, just, just our consistency against the rest, outside of playing Rangers and Celtic, our consistency is superb. We've lost the only, only game we lost was obviously against Motherwell. Apart from that, yeah, really. It's last week against Kamarik as well. They're even bigger as they, when you look at what they did at the weekend and the fact that the the run that Kamarik have been on. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. I mean, that was a a big three points last week, and I think sometimes we take it for granted when we play teams like you know Kamarik and the league. But those are the ones that make up your points. So when you look at the league table, it's it's incredible that we're six points ahead of Rangers, albeit having played a game more, although there's no guarantee Rangers will win that game in hand. Um, you know, to to be in front of Rangers despite dropping nine points to them, that shows how well that we are doing. Uh, but also yeah. it's frustrating at the same point that see if we just won one of those games against Rangers, you're talking possibly nine points ahead of them. Yeah. When you take off their bit. points ahead of them to us. Yeah, we've got Celtic maybe a wee bit of pressure on them seeing as they now showing they're not invincible as well yeah. I, mean, I think it's we've discussed it before uh, at times possibly the Aberdeen team has not got as much credit as it really deserves um, it's always because oh well Rangers haven't been there Rangers haven't been as good Hearts haven't been as good blah 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 doesn't matter we've, we've been incredibly consistent over the last few seasons under McInnes um, and when you consider the budget as well Rangers have still got a massive budget compared to what we have of course they do yeah, I think um, some Aberdeen fans don't take it for um, don't give McInnes the credit he deserves, and maybe one day when McInnes moves on and the new manager doesn't do as well, people say, "Oh, it wasn't so bad under McInnes." But you know what? A lot of our fans are like; they're very difficult to please, still stuck in a certain decade. But whilst the majority of us judge Aberdeen clinging on, it does do. But I suppose most clubs are like that. Yeah, but I think even anyone that even that is a fan of McInnes would be a will. Admit, yeah, sometimes bigger games, yeah, they struggle, but uh, it's hard to be overly critical. Yeah. Could, could, could Elton do, be- uh, do better? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that what he's built at Aberdeen in terms of the bond he has with players, players want to play for Aberdeen. Um, and players leave Aberdeen easily. Yeah. And most of the ones that do leave don't really go into better things. I mean, you can argue Ryan Fraser's probably um, one of the very few that has actually went on to better things. Probably before that, you're talking Kevin McNaughton. Other than that, a lot of players have left Aberdeen, haven't really kicked on. Look, Fraser 5 is a prime example. Look where he is now, um, although I get he's injured. Um, Chris Maguire's not really kicked on, you not know, from his big move to Derby. Um, oh, sorry. Sonny Luku, you could probably argue, but he wasn't a youth product. Yeah, there's not many examples of players that have left Aberdeen and went on to bigger and better things. Yeah, you look at the past as well. I mean, I think in the past, before we kind of the first era, probably the board would have just accepted it, taken it, whereas now he's like, well, no, players aren't leaving. He'll say. And the board back him. Um, mm-hmm. At times, I do still think the board could back him a little bit more in terms of budget, but then we don't know the, the total ins and outs of what the actual budget is and what players are getting paid, etc. But you just feel at times, maybe... If they've been given a wee bit more, I think the, the one that stands that will always uh, hold back to is obviously when we were pushing Celtic um, under Dyla, and we maybe could have spent a wee bit in January and never. I think that will always, always be a slight regret there, um, but that didn't happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, you don't want to be in a scenario where we're spending money on average players like we did in um, the late 90s, um, when the likes of Nigel Pepper came to the football club and we're getting paid an absolute fortload of money. But, um, yeah. And they didn't deliver. So, no, I'm, I'm happy to trust the board because, again, there's another man that doesn't get a lot of credit, Stuart Mill. Everyone says it because a, a businessman, a rich businessman, put his spare change. It doesn't work like that. And he's he stopped Aberdeen from going to administration. Um, we took years of ridicule in the process, but look at where we are now and look at where some of the clubs who whose fans slagged us. Some of them aren't doing too, too clever now. Yeah, it's become more difficult as well because obviously you've got the likes of Hearts and the Hibs in the top flight as well. We've got similar budgets to ourselves, so competing for similar players as well. So maybe it becomes harder to find that kind of diamond that's going to... And I don't mean Xander Diamond. I mean Diamond. <laughs> like a, a good player. Like a, something that maybe folk don't know about. Because these players are probably getting touted by agents to the same clubs and stuff like that. So 
Hibs and Rangers. Well, Rangers and Hibs even. Turns out it was at Iglets. There's a great waistcoat in front of goal. It was almost like a Portrait under Kachinia again where there were a great waistcoat in front of goal. But, um, but credit Hibs, that was another excellent victory. I don't know if Lennon went over the top with his assessments and that was in a par with beating Barcelona. Um, you know, I think he was just getting a wee bit carried away with his emotions, but it's a, an excellent um, result for Hibs going there and winning. Um, excellent goal again. But they reacted well because um, when Rangers got level, you're thinking, you know, Hib, you know Hibs teams would have um, maybe crumbled in years gone by, but they've reacted and um, got a penalty straight away. The well, they call him correct decision. And the boy, what's his, was it McLaren? He got a wee bit yes. lucky because he went down the middle and Fordingham did get his leg to it. But, you know, it's one of these ones that maybe Fordingham had just stayed, he'd have saved it. But how many goalkeepers actually stay upright? The penalty driving down the middle is very, very rare. Yeah, I think Fordingham was unlucky actually because he did get a foot to it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the main thing for me was Windass missed a couple of great chances. He was one of them with the keeper, mm-hmm. able to score. Morelos as well. Had chances. I I think I don't know whether it was right that they started with Ellis. I think probably his head is a wee bit gone just now. Um, in terms of obviously the speculation, it was possibly going to China. I mean, if the figures that were rumoured to be true about wages as well, then the boy is going to be a bit confused. I think or maybe feel that he should have gone. I, mean, I thought as well, Cummins against his old club starting um, <coughs> as well, but. I think Morelos could, I mean, he could still go to China because their window doesn't um, shut to the end of February. Um, but as far as I know, um, yeah, the, some of these the teams that we're in from have actually used their quota of foreign players yes. um, in marquee signings. So um, I don't know how much truth was in those bids or whether it was Jim Trainer um, trying to make it relevant. Um, you know, that's another rumor that's been going about that he's just been feeding the press lies. Um Aye. But, or there was Morelos' agent trying to get him a better deal. Yeah, uh, it could be a combination, but um, yeah, he was certainly wasteful. Um, Windass, I mean, after scoring a, a hat trick, albeit it's Fraserburgh, but you know, he still would have been buzzing after scoring a hat trick, and then he missed at least a hat trick worth a chance. He, he's a bit erratic, Windass. I mean, I like him as a player. I think he's a very good player, very direct, very quick. Um, he's certainly played better since he's been put in the middle rather than to the wing. Um, but sometimes he has these nothing comes right from the goal at all. Um, go back to Ben Elson as well though. I thought it was quite interesting Marty, he was out saying about our head turning because of these offers Rangers have been doing that kind of thing for years on players um, so uh, yeah, I've little sympathy yeah. well they've been trying to settle um, unsettled players at the start of the season with Jamie Walker and Kenny McLean they've tried it again in January um, you know it's just the sort of thing that goes on football if you, you've got to take it as well as um, dish it out so yeah but I mean Morelos is I know he's the top scorer in Scotland but he is a wee bit erratic you know he misses some really easy chances and if he's going to get his big yeah, money move he needs to be a wee bit more yeah um, I think as well go back to Hibs extra credit to Hibs as well because they are suffering a bit of injuries just now as well um, having to play players in unfamiliar positions and they're not exactly younger players coming as well they've got Scott Allen back though which is going to be big for him uh, obviously he won the penalty I've seen people complain about the penalty, I think there's no doubt it was a penalty, it was a push, it wasn't as if it was just a, a gentle collision or anything like that, it was a push, yeah. um, which I can't do. There didn't seem to be many complaints for Rangers players, to be fair, um, apart from Tavernier, but then Tavernier I, will appeal anything. But you'd, the boy that seemed to get a lot of good write-ups at the weekend perhaps was um, Porteous in yes. centre-back, what was it, 18? Yeah, so you've got him there, and then you've obviously got Ollie Shaw, who recently has been all the season, made an impact as well. So, things are going well at Hibs, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it would have been good that, because in the midweek game against Motherwell last week, um, the boy they brought from Switzerland, um, he scored. Really? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And uh, McLaren obviously scored, albeit it was a penalty. Um, but he looked quite dangerous. So, with Anthony Stokes being officially um, terminated from Hibs, then they're needing goals from, from elsewhere, and that'll give them confidence that they've got brought in two strikers who are off the mark. They'll be hoping they can get off to have a good run of form and help Hibs up the table. Absolutely. I mean, they're not far off. They're not far behind Rangers. They obviously Rangers have been given a hand, but they're putting the pressure on. Yeah, and definitely. are obviously putting pressure on Hibs, so it's interesting that many league between the Aberdeen Rangers at Hibs and Hearts. Um, 
Well, we can Saturday it's Hibs and Aberdeen at uh, Meester Road, so that'll be an interesting game. Yes. You know, and Hibs have a week off because they get put at the Scottish Cup, but I'm sure they'd rather still be in the Cup and get in and see what happens. But um, yep. Lennon did the right thing um, with Stokes. I think he's obviously said that no more. Um, he's, he's patient. Stokes is just an absolutely stupid, absolutely stupid. Well, I mean, how many chances has he had in his career? Exactly. Uh, definitely a player with talent. Mm-hmm. If he's on form in the right headspace, he's, he's an asset to both clubs in the league. But, yeah, just time after time. I mean, a list of incidents over the years. You wonder what will happen now, whether he'll end up being one of the players that goes down the leagues and then ends up looking back at his career thinking, hmm, did, did I do as much as I could have? Yeah, it's much, I mean, I know he scored, what, um, seven or eight goals this season, was probably had stop score at one point, but sometimes you've got to think, is it worth it? And, you know, even seven goals isn't a great return for someone like Anthony Stokes, you know, a wee bit more consistency, he might have got away with it, but he's not been anywhere near the same player he was when he was even at Hibs second time, he scored that one in goal, he scored two goals in the Scottish Cup final, um, but yeah, I think, interesting to see where he ends up now, but I think his career at the top level's nearly done. Yeah, I would think so as well. Um, probably says it all about the week, there's been that, actually, we've not even mentioned Kowarik and Celtic yet, really, but what a victory. Yeah, do you know, see when you said it was ten, that Kilmarnock were 10-1, I was shocked that Kilmarnock were that high, um, because I still expect the same, but I, I thought Kilmarnock would give them trouble, and I wasn't surprised that they won. No, uh, it wasn't much of a surprise, but I think it's, it says a lot about the job that Clark has done since he came in. Uh, you looked at their home record before he came in, I think they'd only won one or two, maybe. They've won the last five yeah. at home. I think as well now, I mean, the game's in hand as well, so there's, I mean, there's maybe we can't dismiss them even challenging the likes of Hearts um, in terms of looking to try and get above them. And it wasn't even just the fact they won, I think. It was a manner of the victory. Celtic didn't have any actual chances apart from from free kicks. Yeah, that was it. I mean, come that on. Was, so, you go. That's it. so, just to uh, a terrific one, in all, in all ways. It wasn't like it was a lucky one. They deserved it. Yeah. And it should have been two, maybe three more um, towards the end because, I mean, Jordan Jones had a couple of chances. Um, Malumbo had another chance for himself. Um, De Vries made a couple of good saves. Um, but Jones's pass for the goal, I mean, that was you know, superb composure in that situation because it looked as though chance had gone from There wasn't much room. But he managed to dink out a lovely little chip ball across and Malumbo finishes it nicely. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Kilmarnock can try and convince him to stay for another Malumbu because um, Bordeaux could... we were to try and sign him and transfer deadline day who were? Bordeaux Aye. he probably will end up going back to back to wherever because he's also coming to get fitness and repay a bit of faith in Steve Clark but maybe Clark will be well, Clark will be the reason if he does stay longer than the summer if they could keep him in jail, they could even push further up the table. I think they'll be top six this season. I think they might well, even push yes, European yeah. football yeah. next season. Aye, I'm all depending on whether they keep Oda Clark, because um, he's obviously uh, the main factor in terms of changing some of these players. I mean, they looked at it like a boy there in the season, but like maybe, or maybe he's on his way, close to being finished. He's revitalised under Clark. Yeah. Um, even other players as well, Greer and Broadfoot, they'd come in a bit of experience, didn't start off particularly well they're now looking better they're looking far more organised the younger players the likes of Taylor are shining Jones obviously is quite, quite on as well still a inconsistent but of course they all manner of problems Malumbo's definitely in a marquee signing I mean you'd get a game for anyone in Scotland like, even if you'd get a game at Celtic wouldn't surprise me if the likes of Celtic looked at him well Rangers tried a cheeky bid in, uh, in January which um, which uh, Kilmarnock obviously shot down they stuck to their guns to keep him um, I wanted, I would have loved Aberdeen to try and get him, but I think he's going to be without, um, out with her price range. I think Jones will likely be down in England somewhere. But um, on the other side of things, I mean, it was a very abject performance from Celtic. Though you've got to give Kilmarnock all the credit for that because when you looked at it in the highlights, everyone was behind the ball, everyone knew, and Celtic just couldn't, fight, didn't have a plan B to get past them. Yeah, I think as well, Kilmarnock, uh, one of these rarities are playing four four two. Which is almost old fashioned now in football, but Clark's just gone back to complete basics uh, and it's working. Yeah, aye, definitely. Um, a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's moving up the, 
the betting and that. I mean, I know we'll talk about it more in a minute, but the last I seen on uh, our good friends with Bookie's website, he went up to 4 to 1. Now, I'm sure when I text you guys or message you guys in the WhatsApp, he wasn't near that high. I think he was about 12s. So he was 14 to 1 earlier in the day. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be the Scotland I don't think he wants to be a Scotland manager yet. I think he's happy doing what he's doing just now because got to remember, he's at Kilmarnock because he's had a couple of years. Kilmarnock's a good fit because he's an Ayrshire boy. Um, yeah. So it suited him coming up the road. But um, I think he'll be wanting to repay the faith that Kilmarnock have shown in him when nobody was touching him for a good while. Um, I don't think he'll want the Scotland job yet. Maybe in a couple of years when we fail to qualify for the next tournament, he might be interested, but not now. Is there any possibility that he could he could do the job on a job share basis. I don't think he could, but nah, I don't. I don't see it. Um, I don't see it happening. Um, I think he's happy doing his job. I wouldn't blame. I, I wouldn't blame for wanting to stay. I mean, at Kilmarnock, he's got a job where he's loved by everyone. There's not really any pressure. His only pressure is to make sure they stay above water, which they're doing comfortably. Um, and anything else a bonus? Why would he give that up to come to Scotland? I know it's more money, but Steve Clark's not a man that needs money with the jobs he's had in the past and the earnings he's had in his career it'll be interesting to see though, whether the question is asked yeah um, we'll come on to the, the chat just after we come up Motherwell and Thus, I suppose it made him from Motherwell point of view Chifke getting on the score sheet uh, if he gets another games he can be a, a real asset to them obviously the other three could off pretty well yeah Chifke's um, well. yeah. yeah they kept hold of Carson I mean that was um, I think Celtic just tried a desperate bid before they discovered Bain was available Um no, it was it was good business, but good by mother. What is stick to her and say? No, you're not giving as much time to get a replacement. Went better than that. Um, but as for Chifton, good for him. He got a score sheet. And, you know, as you say, around the games, never get back to form. That he was at Dundee because he's not a bad player. He's he's not become a bad player overnight. It was never going to work out Celtic. It wasn't at that that level, and obviously the loan ones haven't worked out. But maybe a team like Mother was some somewhere where it'll work for him. And he said as soon as he joined, he felt he felt loved and. That he's going to enjoy it there, so you know he's obviously keen to show Steve Robinson why he was right to bring him in, and the boy Main looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, two was it two goals in his first three games. You know, if he keeps that race up between now and the end of the season, but will not get dragged into this relegation battle. But Partick have, um, you know, they've been improving again, so much so that they were quite disappointed that they left with only a point, having been in front. Yeah, no, I'm missing Conor Salmon obviously at the weekend as well, who's been uh, integral to their success recently. In terms of good results, so yeah, good point. I think for Thistle, probably Motherwell would be a more disappointed team. Um, the thing that's still surprised me about part of Thistle only brought in one player in the transfer window. You know, probably maybe a limit to budget or whatever, because they, they let go of a lot of players, whether it was on loan or uh, permanently. So Yeah, I think Thistle did most of the recruitment in the summer, and they wanted to have a settled squad. and you got to remember, it took them a, a good while to get going, and now they, I mean, they're out the bottom two now. Um, and they usually come better second half of the season so they've obviously assessed our squad and thought we don't need to add too much to what we've got we trim the squad a little bit and go what we've got between they've obviously got a big week with um, both halves of the old firm Rangers tomorrow in, a, in their game in hand they've given Rangers a couple of scares at Firth in the last couple of years and then they've also got the uh, Scottish Cup of the weekend yeah the fans are chances as well uh, they're all team well they've got a game against St Johnson as well so that's right at Fir Park yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Move on to the, the dreaded Scotland show. Well, where, where do we start with this? So Scotland, as things stand, we don't have a manager, um, executive. Um, we don't have a venue for the Costa Rica game because they've not confirmed that where that's getting played yet. Um, we don't know what's ha- um, if we have a national stadium in two years' time because they can't decide if they want to stay at Hamden or go to Murrayfield. And they still haven't released details um, for supporters to renew their membership. Hello? Hello? Hi. I don't know what happened there. Um, it just sort of cut itself out as I was um, talking about the SFA. Yeah, so no manager, no chief executive, no venue for the Costa Rica game, um, no details supporters club. Yeah, it's farcical, to say the least. But at least it looks as though Regan was pushed to resigning rather than being at, um, rather than him offering and quite rightly too, he's done nothing um, of note in recent years to justify salary, the decision making has been poor, he took far too long over Michael O'Neill, but he's not the only one that should be held accountable, um, apparently Al McRae, the President and Rod Petrie, the Vice President who's next in line, 
Um, both wanted them to stay, and the committee voted overwhelmingly against they two. So surely those two guys' futures got to be in doubt. I mean, the whole way SFA has been a shambles for years. Obviously, the boys generally, and then as, as long as we get one one organisation trying to run our game as well, it's going to continue to be a problem. But uh, you, you don't hold that much hope for like them doing, them doing the right thing, mm-hmm. getting the right people in. Yeah. And the Walter Smith story is real. I mean, I thought it was just um, um, Keith Jackson being bored and trying to invent a story from nowhere with the Walter Smith link. But um, it's gathering a lot of pace in the the media. And McBookie have got his uh, got him at three to one favourite with um, Alec McLeish and Steve Clark tucked behind in fours and Scott Gemmell's at five. Um, so surely Walter Smith will not want to give up his nice, comfortable life of um, <laughs> you know. Being happily retired. I mean, I don't know if you've watched if you watched Peter Ruffy's um, program on Friday. Um, they interviewed him, but he looked relaxed. He looked happy, and he was talking about how relaxed and happy he was. So why would he want to give that up when he's up going to be seventy this month? Yeah, it's it's not one for me. I know he did well in the past, but he also left Scotland and as well. I just think we need someone maybe more modern thinking, but more progressive. I do not want Gary Caldwell. No. Um, Fair play for him that he says, yeah, he'd be interested in him like that. Obviously, he would be, but he's not done anything in his managerial career so far to suggest he's a good candidate. Um, but then you're just wondering who, who who is a candidate who is capable of doing the job. That, that's the real struggle. So we are struggling to think of names, but however, we are not getting paid to try and find someone. I mean, it's, it's just a shambles. I mean, it's clear that they didn't have a plan B. Well, sorry, I tell you, they did have a plan B, but that was Paul Lambert. But because they took so long, Lambert was offered a job in between times and he took it. But they've they've went all out, Michael O'Neill. Um, didn't have a plan B. Right, who's next? Um, who should we go for now? And the whole thing is just an absolute joke. And how can they expect fans to renew their membership when... You know they don't even know who's going to be in charge. It's just an absolute, it's just an absolute farce. And um, I don't even know who I want to be, the Scotland manager. I, there's no one standing out for me. Um, that I mean that's that's half the battle. I wouldn't be totally against Smith. I mean I get that he left us halfway through a campaign before, but he was a good manager for Scotland, and he possibly could be again. The issue I have with Walter Smith is he's been out the game for seven years. Yeah. Um, but. But then, can you realistically expect to appoint a man? You don't have a chief executive. You need to have a chief to appoint the manager. Well, you need to have a good working relationship, you would think. Exactly. Obviously, there's been talk as a chief executive about Dempster, um, which could be good. Certainly, don't know what other way one helps. She was the first name that came to my mind. Because mm-hmm. Barry Hearn said nah, he wouldn't be interested as much as that would be a, an absolute fantasy for, for Scottish football. It's just not going to happen. But Leanne Dempster would certainly be good. And, um, she's got. I mean, Neil Lennon jokingly said that, you know, if she can handle me, she can handle anyone. So um, she's also got a good working relationship with her managers. She just lets the managers do what they do best and doesn't interfere. Um, so if she was to come in, then would we possibly see Lennon? Because obviously it's been mentioned before, but there was a talk, oh, he could work with the SFA. But if he ha- had, was working under them, so he's got a trusted relationship, would it be a possibility? I just can't see it. I mean, Again, Neil Lennon would be a decent appointment, I think. But I just, when it, I know he says that he would he really um, take it if it was offered. I mean, I know he's got, he would possibly have a lot of interest in him with Dempster and Roy Peach in the board of the SFA, but um, I still don't think. Who knows, though? You never know. I mean, he did say that he would have taken the Rangers job if it had been offered up to him, um, if he was in Derek McInnes' position, but I don't know if he was just saying that to please the media, but who knows. Would you take the other O'Neill, Martin O'Neill? Martin O'Neill's not interested. He's the he's happy with Robert Republic of Ireland. Um, I wouldn't be against it if he made himself available, but he's not going. Would end up with I think it's possible to happen is Malcolm McHale being charged for the next two games, and then they'll just end up saying, "Do you just do you just want this?" Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know whether maybe game was more likely to get it temporary. I'm not going to talk to that international manager because I know it's been a good company. Italy. Uh, Habit wise, getting anyone just now, so they've appointed their under 21 manager temporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debat, Debiagio. Alright. Uh, Timothy Charger M, so. But not only uh, one struggling, and then you look at even England. Recently, when they tried to get a manager, they were struggling. 
when Allardyce went and then get him. I think I think they were just yeah, wondering so, if um so you go. It's just possible international football is not as attractive now for managers. I would say that's a fair point. When you think of the, the salaries that they're getting down um, in the English Premier League to manage, um, and even Derek McInnes' salary is not much less than what the Scotland jobs are on offer. Um, I know, and the fact they had to try and um, Regan had to try and persuade his board to go eight hundred, um, six hundred, eight hundred grand for Michael O'Neill. When you think that Trapattoni was paid a million pound by um, Republic of Ireland. Um, it just shows that it's just not the Scotland jobs used to be the number one job in, in Scottish football it's not anymore it's you know because even Dent McInnes came out straight away and distanced himself from the Scotland job yeah it's a kind of job that folk take when they're close to retirement yeah because there's always like a final thing to tick off the last I mean I, went, I mean, I know Ryan Giggs has been appointed Wales manager and the questions are should, um, could a, a former player take it uh, I wouldn't be against it if they had an experienced number two or, or someone like Scott Gemmell um, coming in in the future because obviously that model's worked in Germany. You'll come yeah. low and that sort of thing. But uh, He was involved in the set though in Buckland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he came through the German coaching network. Um, he works at pretty much some of what Gemmell's doing now. Um, and I'm not saying for one minute Scott Gemmell's a World Cup winning nation by any stretch. And, you know, when you think about it, the last two managers that got Scotland to a major t- um, championship came through that that school, you know, Andy Roxburgh and Craig Brown, you know, it'd be the worst idea, but I think it's before you step up. Yeah, I noticed I'm not telling them for the job, but it really surprised you where they end up at Stuart McCall, that's that by Bradford. Obviously, he's been involved with the international setup before, so mm-hmm. maybe they'll end up with a, a nightmare team of McCall and McGee. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of a harsh stack. In my, uh, I know they lost six games in a row, but they're still sixth in the league and could still get promotion, but that's English football and they're very harsh with their, their sackings down there. What is players then? Actually, there was one player, I don't know how he, how well he's doing recently, in terms of down south. He seemed to start his magic career off quite well, Graham Alexander. Yeah, he's disappeared off of it. And you know, I saw him, his name on, that, on the McBookie list at 33, um, which was a bit obscure. Um, yeah, I don't know where he is. He's, I mean, he was sacked by Fleetwood um, last I heard, but I don't know where he is. One that's always been linked as well was in the past John Collins, but better off with better off with John Collins than John Collins. Maybe two thousand nineteen we'll get a manager. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we'll just use the Nations League for um Malcolm McKay can have the Nations League. Um and get someone else in. Alexander is a scunthorp. Oh right, uh, okay. Has a decent record. Fifty percent win ratio. If you look at his other clubs, Preston, 40%. Mind you, only managed five games, so it was temporary. Mm-hmm. Fleetwood, 38%. Mm-hmm. No great there, but his recent job's been alright. And see, before the listeners go into depression, listen, I was talking about Scotland, should we move on to the good thing that's the Scottish Cup this weekend? Aye, well, it's a good thing if you're in it, definitely aye. Uh, if you're not in it, then you're twiddling your thumbs. And making a higher legs. So I've, I've done a preview blog that's on the website um, and I'll do the throwback Thursday article for obviously Thursday looking back at some of the last 16 ties that have produced shots unfortunately Aberdeen's Dennis Muir features but um, hopefully... I thought your chin up What's that? I thought your chat chin is up <laughs> Yeah, try to cheer the listeners up Aye, but no um, Yes yeah, so... <laughs> Or listener whoever he is what was it? Um, Craig tried to um, put something out that about uh, an email with potential listeners through Google. Aye, uh, I could have read it, but it looked like one of these emails you get, like asking like for money or something like that. Even though it wasn't, I don't know. It's one of those that seems a bit kind of random. Was it? Well, I'm not going to name the people because no. I don't know about it. I've not searched it, so. No, that is not. Um, it could be um, Morelos's agent. Aye, I do. I mean, I don't even know, does it tell us how many listeners we get? Um, the only thing I do know is that they, I tweeted out the link that I use sometimes when I listen to podcasts, and it was the podcast at the top. It tells you how many subscribers we have, but then it's also on iTunes. I don't know if iTunes tells you how many subscribers you have. I don't think it does. So, Well, I use the um, the account to push a poll on as what should Walter Smith, um, would you welcome Walter Smith back to Scotland and it got 32 votes, so at least 32 people 
read my Twitter and the podcast Twitter. So that's good to know. Uh, that's better than none. I thought, did that not come from your account as opposed to the podcast one? It came from mine, but I retweeted um, that tweet from the podcast account as well. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. So there are some people. Yeah. Because I don't have 32 friends. I know. <laughs> oh, I really... I but I wonder how many of the votes were through your own account and then through the... I maybe it was through the podcast, Emily. Yeah. But I guess a tweet, just let us know that you're listening or something like that. We used to get folk tweeting us to say, hi, all that, doing a good job. Maybe that we're not doing a good job these days. Uh, but even if you want to criticise us, whatever, just anything. Aye, exactly. Just reach out. Yeah, or if you want to come on, um, if you're fed up listening to the two joins every week and you feel you can talk um, less pish than we do, put your name forward to come on the podcast because um, we could do a bit of company. We could, I uh, We were hoping to have, well, uh, I we're hoping to have someone else on tonight. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Aidan did have a family emergency tonight. Um, maybe, he's, maybe his family said, don't you dare go on that podcast, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm only joking. Because um, I know Aidan has enjoyed the two appearances he's come on. Um, hopefully you'll, you'll, you can come on next week. Bye. Fans of any club are welcome. Uh, but anyone, anyone with an interest in Scottish football at all, bit of knowledge, uh, get in touch. It's 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 not that scary actually. She's done a couple. John, that sounded like an SFA plea for um, what you're looking for in the Scotland job. I will. What's the use recruitment process is better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What will happen first, the Scotland manager, the Scotland chief executive, or another guest for the podcast? Mm. Answers on a postcard, please. Aye. Or answers on Twitter, at FF podcast. Imagine any podcast this weekend, or are you saving it for the blog? Um, I, uh, the only um, potential shock I can see looking at it is uh, maybe, Cole, maybe Cove Rangers and Falkirk. That could easily be a banana skin. Because, I mean, Falkirk came back down to earth at the weekend. They won't fancy getting up to Cove for flying in the Highland League. So, could be the first Highland League team in the quarterfinals for many a year. But it's still a tall order. I don't, there's not many ties that stick out to me that says there could be a, a possible upset. Maybe the hardest one is on 80, but I still think if we turn up, they'll see that through pretty comfortably. But, but yeah, they'll make, yeah, but I think United will be extra up for it because it is Aberdeen. See what they can do against top flight opposition have a point to prove because they've not been particularly great recently having lost to St Murnan Morton in recent weeks um, but who knows I mean I still expect Aberdeen to come through um, I would expect Celtic to come through I expect Rangers to come through like Hearts and St Johnston you know that they've just met and they're meeting again I think Hearts will be too good for St Johnston again I don't see any real shocks, no. Yeah, but much as we can't bet on the cup for the charity bet, Hearts are getting a great price at four to five at home. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there will be, be be some good games. Um, um but as as long as Aberdeen gets through, I'll be honest, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Sunday evening kick off at half four. I know. Which we we've been involved in before, kind of these later kind of kickoffs. Yeah, I remember. Um, did we not play Motherwell? Um, a few years ago in the quarter final, at like half four kick off. I remember that actually. Yeah. We seem to get shifted about a fair bit. Yeah. As I remember that game, um, I met my best mate before the match. I was supposed to meet him after the game. But then after the game, things came up and he couldn't meet me afterwards. And I wonder what that was that day. <laughs> um, but, nah, kidding. Yeah, it's, that's just what you get with team. I think it's the FA Cup weekend this weekend as well. And that's why Sky's get two games. In- oh, they actually having it the same weekend. I used to be always like that, whereas the last round wasn't. They were out apart, but we'll see. Um in terms of league action, there's no games in the Premiership at the weekend. There's one in the Championship, four in League One, and full card in League Two. So we've got enough to pick from in terms of charity bets. Have you looked at any possibilities? Um, I'm thinking possibly Montrose at home is Dennis Muir at 5-4. Yes. I'm thinking Sterling Albion away to Kenbeath at the same odds. So, see if before you maybe say anything else, do we just go with a double? Or do we stick with doing trebles? Let me see what that brings. So I'm not, um, do you want to think about um, a first goal scorer? Aye. So um, I'm not brainy enough to work out what 5 to 4 and 5 to 4 and 10 pounds is. So I need to use a comp- um, computer. Yeah, we've done £50 and 62 pence. 
Well, I get 50 pounds 63, but who cares about the penny? Yeah. Terms of clarity, we get 40 pounds 62, which would be alright. What about an old favourite that almost came up? Last um, last time we picked this player, um, but it was his teammate that scored, um, Dan Smith of Stirling. What's his recent form been like? Well, he scored um, against Montrose in a recent game, week before last. Unless there's someone else. There was a boy that I was go. I mentioned at the start of the year, but we actually ended up not going for him. Trouton. Who's he with again? He. I want to say Alvin Rovers, but I might be wrong. Albion Rovers don't have a game. They were supposed to be playing here, but here are obviously playing Rangers on, on Sunday. Alright, let me just check and see if that is then. Because he's one of the highest scorers in the lower leagues this season. Aye, I think that is unfortunately. Hmm. Aye, this will be Smith that's not in Albion. Don't know if there's anyone else that stands out. He's scoring the goals from Mitchell's recently. I think they've been sharing their goals throughout the team. Uh, Wraith are at home to Airdrie. Um, could look at maybe Vaughan or um, Spencer Buchanan. I know, I will, I will go with Smith actually. Did an original pick. 20 goals. So I go with him. So Dan Smith. Aye. And then we'll just call it a double. Yeah, aye, we'll just stick with that. And then go for it. You went on to boost the pot. Yeah, we could do a win. We've not had one for like a few weeks. Um, not since before Christmas, so yeah. Let's hope our luck changes and we get back to the form we had earlier on the season. Yeah, and if your team's involved in the Scottish Cup, good luck, unless you're an United fan um, or some fan of other clubs. But a couple of games good. Exactly. Yeah, I think that probably concludes the podcast for tonight. I don't think we've covered probably everything we need to. Yeah, I think that's us. We've covered quite a lot. Depressed ourselves with Scotland chat. Um, it's just another week of the podcast. The only thing actually. You mentioned the Peter um, Ruffy show earlier. How come they never spoke about Aberdeen Stadium? Yeah, good point. I think they were just too focused on Stuart Regan and the Walter Smith interview, to be honest with you. And they only had a half hour show with uh, adverts, but it's quite disappointing. Maybe because that, that programme's only really showing the central belt. I don't think they show it up in Aberdeen. So maybe. Oh. maybe that... Well, cheers, Johnny, anyway, and no doubt we'll speak to you next week. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, well. Need to have one on next week because I've said in the blog that the Scottish Cup action will be covered this week. Sure we're on. Yes. I hope I might hope. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.